Hello friends, this is Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl with Cosmic Owl Astrology. And this is the Weirdly Cosmic podcast for the Libra New Moon that will be on October the 6th, 2021 at 13 degrees Libra. I'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, before I start talking about the actual lunation, uh, there's some other things I want to talk about astrologically that are leading into it that are really important because we're kind of heading into quite a difficult time. Sorry, I'm just uh, going to shuffle cards while I do this. But a quick reminder while I'm listening that uh, please subscribe to me on YouTube, Cosmic Owl Astrology. I'm so close to a thousand subscribers and it kind of is the tipping point. So um, just subscribe if you want to be notified when I upload new videos. Check the little bell. You don't have to do that though. And please give me a thumbs up if you like the video. Um, even if you're listening on audio only, I'd really appreciate the use of YouTube subscribes. <laughs> and um, yeah, I offer astrology readings. I'm finishing up writing my third book. So uh, things are a little booked out at the moment. Um, and then in December, I'll be starting my Venus retrograde class which is my favourite thing to do. And this will be my fourth Venus retrograde that I've done it. I started in 2017. Um, was it the fourth? Yeah. Anyway. Um, and, um, and it's transformational. And honestly, it's basically tra channeled work. And we do shamanic healing, shamanic um, transfiguration and soul retrieval and all kinds of exciting things as a group. This time I'm going to do it slightly differently. I'm going to offer the basic class that I always offer. I'm not going to offer some big fancy upgrade, but I'm going to offer the opportunity to um, book sessions with me um, through that class if you wish to. Where, and since I did the last Venus retrograde class, I'm hoping to have the sign up link ready anytime now. But um, <laughs> since I did the last Venus retrograde class, I've actually become certified in Venus star point work, um, Ariel Gutman's work, which is quite transformational um, Venus work. And so my relationship with Venus has deepened and I'll be offering um, consultations to look at your own personal Venus star point and um, how that works for your relationships and how it works in your own life. But enough of all that. First, before we dive into the astrology, I'm going to pull a card. Ah, this is actually one of my favourite cards. It's the Aeon. And an Aeon is an age. And we are moving into a new age. And you can see that this has, this is kind of looks a bit like the Leo symbol behind, but it's not. And then there's the egg of rebirth. And then we've got Isis, Osiris and all kinds of gods and goddesses in there and, and these um, uh, floating figures down here being reborn. This is actually a um, a, sim a symbol from the Kabbalah and I'm not sure which one it is, so I wish I knew. But the Aeon is a 20 and it's moving into a new age and you, it's number 20 and you'll see that... Um, and it's a very fiery card. It's got orange and red and yellow. 
and and it's very vibrant very birthy and it's got kind of this one figure has kind of the um, medusa snake head that's coming out there there's all kinds of symbols of transformation and growth in this okay and um and the figure that kind of looks a little bit like the leo symbol is actually a woman kind of bent over the egg um, so it's a very creative birthing a new age as we know we're going into the age of Aquarius so and the 20 remember that this is card number 20 because I have a lot to say about that in this and so let me just talk a little bit more about that what's coming up astrologically I'm going to talk in detail about the new moon itself in a minute, but I'm recording this on the 22nd um, of September and we've just passed the equinox. So we are just into fall or autumn in the north and spring in the south. We're, we're just at that tipping point of equal day and equal night. So we're at a time of great change. But um, as the equinox was approaching this morning, um, Mercury um, formed a T-square with Pluto in Capricorn and Eris in Aries. And now Mercury is stationing retrograde on September the 26th and never moves more than a degree from where he is today, which is 24 degrees. So he and Pluto and Eris are um, heading towards their fifth of five exact squares. And what's been a very paradigm shifting um, square, because the first one came at the end of January last year as, as the chaotic chaos of the pandemic was starting to become come into our awareness. And it's generally aligned with peaks and and more points of chaos because Eris cause is the goddess of discord and she is the whistleblower she's the shit caller she's she's like i'm going to show you up for your artifice and your vanities pluto in capricorn has been undermining our institutions and our faith in our institutions uh, for the last since 2008 and mercury is stationing retrograde in this t-square with pluto and eris as everything's shifting directions now um, mercury is going retrograde on september the 26th but he will move slowly at first backwards so this t-square is going to stay exact into early october and then right on this new moon as mercury is starting to move backwards pluto stations direct and three days later, exactly squares Eris. So we've got this dance between Mercury, Pluto and Eris. Now that's going to continue, um, but um, we'll look more at that perhaps on the next podcast. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about Mercury in on this new moon itself in a second. But not only do we have Pluto stationing direct on the day of the new moon and Pluto stations, Pluto retrogrades every year. All the outer planets retrograde every year, but it's the time around the stations that tend to cause the most discord and disruption and shifting in quite big ways at times. 
Pluto often causes actual earth movements, it causes secrets to be revealed, it causes changes of direction in our institutions. But then two days after that, on October the 8th and after the new moon, we've got Karaiklo, the grace spinner, the um, who I'm convinced was kind of the mentor to the goddesses, whereas Chiron was the mentor to the gods, that was her husband. She stations direct at the last degree of Capricorn on October the 8th. Now, she was right there with Saturn and Pluto at the start of all this stuff in January 2012 as well, when Saturn and Pluto met in Capricorn. She was conjunct them. So she's been a major part of this story. So that's Pluto, Karaiklo. They were part of this whole pandemic story and chaos in the world story. Then on October the 11th, Saturn stations direct and he was a part of the beginning of this story. So things are going to shift. Things are going to start moving and shifting and changing direction. Pluto's going to head back towards um, this, that square, that last square with Eris on October the 9th. Then on October the 18th, um, we'll, we'll talk probably more about that next in the in the full moon podcast. But Jupiter will station direct on the day that Pluto, that Mercury stations direct. So we've got a lot of shifting energies. We've got a lot of planets changing directions um, between now, the 22nd um, and October the 18th, when Mercury and Jupiter both station direct. Not only that, this new moon is um, is at 13 degrees and 24 minutes of um, Libra. And 13 is kind of the number of the death card in the tarot. It's, it's the number associated with the divine feminine. And it's the number that, um, you know, has been associated with witchcraft and, and, and bad luck and magic, you know, has the divine feminine has been maligned. 13 is actually quite a strong number, really, though. It's but it is a number of upheaval so that new ground can be broken. It's a very, very powerful number. Um, it's a number that must be used for good reasons. If it's used for selfish purposes, it can bring destruction and dis-ease and illnesses. Um, 13 really is, you know, about um, genius and transmuting your vices into virtues if you like and it's about trials tests and temptations so it's a it's a very you think of the death card which is a scorpio card it's it's about transformation from the root chakra up to the higher consciousness okay so we see that it's already a very powerful new moon at 13 degrees and 24 minutes um, but it happens to be conjunct Mars and Mars is only going to be uh, 34 minutes from the new moon at also at 13 degrees on the new moon and Mars in Libra we have Mars in Libra already Mars in Libra is said to be in detriment which really basically means that he's just not as comfortable in the sign of Libra Libra you know, wants balance, peace, harmony, balance, action, you know, um, and Mars wants action and, and change and direct 
force, you know, but also to protect. And and Mars can be a little bit passive aggressive and um, and a little bit upset the apple cart um, in Libra. But not only that, this new moon and Mars conjunction. So we've got the moon, the sun and Mars all together at 13 Libra. At 13 degrees of Taurus, we have Uranus, who's um, actually only three minutes away from um, a square, a quincunx from Mars to Uranus, which happens just before the new moon. This is real kind of discordant energy here. A quincunx is discordant. Mars, Uranus is really discordant. Mars and Uranus are both very quick moving um, energies. And, you know, it's likely that there's going to be shocks and surprises, but also awakenings. This is the energy of, you know, things being suddenly brought to light. It's also the energy of literal earthquakes, you know, but, um, you know, in the sign of Libra and Taurus, these are both Venus ruled signs. So we're going to look at Venus in a minute. So this is a very Venusian new moon. And at 13 degrees, you know, this suggests with with Mars and Uranus both involved, the Saturn, sorry, the Pluto Eris square only three days away. It feels like there is just going to be some major discord around this new moon. And then so I remember I said that the card is number 20, Mercury, who kind of is activating um, a lot of this discord today as I record this on um, on the equinox is at 20 degrees of Libra on that day and um, he's in a quincunx to Neptune so there's very confusing messages going on there's a lot of adjustments uh, there's a lot of um, um, just a lot of strife, really. Okay. And even more than that, Mercury is also in a quincunx to Black Moon Lilith, which basically means that Mercury at 20 degrees and Black Moon Lilith is in Venus ruled Taurus. Mercury is at the focal point of a finger of fate or finger of God. I think the news cycle and um, our, the way we think and what we think about, I think we're going to have some big uh, shocks, some big revelations, some some news that rocks our world. OK, coming up, um, leading up to this new moon and on this new moon and around it. Um, it's in it could be in our personal lives. It could just be in the world out there. Um, but, you know, when it's such a focal point, this is uh, Mercury's already reviewing, reflecting, revisiting in Libra, revisiting what we think about peace, what we think is equanimity, what we think is balance, what we think is harmony. And it's a real focal point here between Neptune in Pisces, which really is kind of the Christ consciousness energy. And Black Moon Lilith, our wild, shamed selves. We're really being, um, you know, asked to step into the truth of who we are. But 
we're also in Libra with this strong Libra um, energy being asked that that means that we're all in this together as well. So this is not this, um, you know, me, 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 my, 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 all me um, uh, that we have in some of this society. This is Libra. This is like we are in a community. We are in this together. We have to find a way to bring it all into balance and to make things work for the the better of the whole. I'm not talking, you know, politically. I'm just talking societally. And it might mean politically too, but I'm not being political about that. <clears throat> okay. Now, you know, we've got the sun, the moon. The sun is our core. We've got the moon, which is our emotional receptivity. This is a new cycle. Mars there saying this is our will, our drive, our action has to be towards equanimity, peace and balance. The focal point of the yard being at Mercury is saying we have to change how we think about this and move forward with this. And and really just, you know, we're kind of going to kill off ourselves if we don't bring some changes in the world okay so we have to start thinking differently and mercury is retrograde telling us that and of course this is taking place on october the 6th well uh, after that point uh, mercury will meet with mars uh, the sun will meet with uh, meets with mars just after this new moon and then we'll have the Kazemi with the sun in Mercury in the heart of the sun. And so we've got a focal point here around 16 degrees. Um, they're all going to meet where everything kind of focalizes and says, come on, we have to bring our core and our emotions, our ego, our emotional body and um, and our feelings and our will in together and combine them. Uh, to really create something more balanced, more equitable, more harmonious and more peaceful. So it's a really big focus. Uranus over in Taurus is likely to shock us into this somewhat, okay? Saying you have to change your thinking. Your Uranus is, is kind of the bene benevolent rebel. And a lot of this, I think, will be about climate change, around how we think about what we're doing with the world. You know, I, I'm not a big believer of thinking, oh, the pandemic came just to teach us a lesson. But I think we do have to learn lessons from it. And, you know, I think there are things coming out, you know, I'm not in the line of um, the extreme theories, but I do think there's possibilities that, some aspects of science have messed with things they shouldn't have done and or humans have messed with things they shouldn't have done. For example, if you think about it, whether whether the pandemic started from wet markets and eating wild animals and the wild animal trade and humans and wild animals mixing in ways that perhaps they shouldn't do really, or whether it came from scientists fiddling with things in a lab. Either way, it's probably from our human interaction um, and our human um, interaction with the earth and how we work with the earth 
that have has brought a lot of this on and we have to learn these lessons. I think this Mercury retrograde and this new moon will bring a lot of these stories together. Um, I think the fact Coriclo is also stationing uh, direct. Um, she, she went into Aquarius for a while and dipped back into Capricorn to revisit these stories that she weaves. Uh, where she really is asking us to weave a new story. And here she is at the critical anoretic degree of Capricorn on the day of the new moon, saying it's time to to really um, to really create something new, you know, a new way. You know, I think I think a lot of the lessons and I think Pluto, my opinion of what this is telling us <laughs> is that Pluto and Eris and all the other things around are are telling us that, you know, is this uh, unequal, treating everybody differently, treating the earth like we control it and own it, um, the, uh, the, the uber wealthy treating, you know, the plebeians, um, as if they own them, uh, how we treat each other, how we treat the earth is all being highlighted in this. And again, that Libra focus is saying we're all in this together. Now, gosh there's lots more Ceres is also in aspect this new moon zero series is in Gemini uh, remember the north node has been in Gemini and is still in Gemini asking us to open our minds to move to more rational thinking to look at other perspectives to think differently to change our thoughts to change our life Ceres represents the plebeians the ordinary people but she also represents the cycles of the earth and nature and being in alignment with all of that and being in alignment with the cycles of life birth life and death as well um, and, and grief and loss and accepting that all of this is part of the human experience. Part of what we've done as humans really is to try and um, deny our human body. Now, I do believe we are more than just a human body, that we have soul in it, but we are here. This is what we are here experiencing, this human body. And we've tried to, you know, stave off death. We've tried to stave off this. We've tried to... Um, we don't accept that we are uh, going to die, we're going to get sick, we're going to die. Now, I don't mean in the way that um, uh, some some areas of um, society are talking at the moment, but it's just about we've got to look at this more holistically from all points. There are, you know, allopathic um medicines that are really useful you know to to help people live a healthy life but then it's like we reach a point where it's like we we are trying to stave off everything stave off the wrinkles stave off um um well yeah death but, but sometimes it's at what cost okay where are we living <laughs> at that point and i think that this trine from the new moon in another air sign so libra is an air sign is saying you know and and 
we've got to think about this and mercury rules gemini so it goes back to the mercury retrograde too this this new moon is massive really for um how we have to rethink our whole everything um a whole balance of life the new moon is in opposition to chiron in aries too who is there healing our mars energy and and Mars is there next to the new moon. Chiron is in Aries. And he's the key to healing. And it's saying, if I, it is to be, it's up to me to do the healing. But I've got to play my part. But we can never separate the Aries energy from the polarity Libra. Polarities work with each other. I am within the we. It's all about what I can do with the we. Okay, it's not about me, me, me. It's not all about codependent, relying on the other or selflessly giving everything up for the other. It's about compromise, which is another Libra word. Compromise, um, mediation, okay. Um, diplomacy is another Libra word. Um, I think, you know, Libra gets... Um, a lot of mm, kind of underestimated because Libra is a very powerful sign because she is the sign of war as well because that's when you know war is a form of fighting out diplomacy okay <laughs> and um, and being the opposite side of Aries that's like you know the the two eyes are kind of going to butt heads a little bit and fight so you know this is this is a very complex new moon now, I said I would come back to Venus that rules um, the sign of Libra where the new moon is and also that uh, Taurus where there's an almost exact quincunx. That's the most exact aspect to Uranus. And Venus rules Taurus where Uranus is. Venus on this new moon will be at 28 degrees Scorpio. Now we've got a lot at the last degrees. She's about to hit 29 degrees on this new moon. So that's that last anoretic degree. She's in opposition to Sedna. Sedna is um, in Taurus and Sedna um, is very associated with climate change. Um, Alan Clay, who, who runs Dwarf Astrology um, University and he has a... Um, dwarfplanetastrology.com he writes a lot about these new dwarf planets and he's written a book about Sedna which I haven't had a chance to read yet but um, I've met Alan and he does some really good work on all of this well Venus is opposing Sedna and Sedna um, I'm not going to go into a myth you can look her up it's S-E-D-N-A but she is very much associated with climate change she has an orbit of around 10,400 years. She's way out in the cosmos. And her the last time she was about where she is now was at the, the very end of the last major ice age. So, you know, there's a good... Um, I'm not saying we're having another ice age, but we know climate change is happening. So, you know, you know, she's very, her cycle is very associated with climate change. 
Alan Clay also says she's about spiritual destiny through crisis and we are clearly in a collective crisis being called towards our spiritual destiny as we move into the new aeon or age. So Venus is opposing Sedna on this and, she, and she's in Scorpio and Taurus Scorpio are kind of about our values and about our shared values and our resources and our shared resources and resources being basically everything. You know, resources are the earth, the things we, the physical things that we can touch. Resources are our self-worth, our self-esteem, um, how we earn our money, how we feed ourselves, how we how we are resourceful. Um, so we've got that opposition from Venus. Venus is also in sextile aspect to Hygieia, who's, uh, which is going to be at, Hygieia is health, and she's going to be at the anoretic degree of Virgo, the 29th degree. And then Venus is also in a sextile aspect to Coriclo, who stations um, direct two days after this new moon. So this actually makes a kite. Okay, because Sedna and Coriclo are in trine to each other and both are in trine to Hygieia. So we've got Coriclo weaving a new story. We've got Sedna, this climate change, spiritual destiny through crisis in what, you know, climate change is and the pandemic are all connected. And then we've got Hygieia, which is our health in Virgo, the sign of health as well and holistic, being whole. And then we've got Venus in Scorpio, our deepest, deepest values. Um, so Venus is very important on this new moon as well. And at an anoretic degree, that's this is critical energy, crisis, critical. Everything about this new moon is showing we are entering a really critical period. OK, now this is going to lead. Um, I, I talked about all the other um planets stationing in different directions throughout October then in November we start eclipse season and um, right after the two eclipses we have one in November and one in December total one on December the 4th and um, a lunar total solar on December the 4th two weeks before we have a lunar eclipse and then um, at the middle of December um we are moving into another draconic bowl. Um, that's called the Kala Sarpa. Um, I think I've got that right. Time of the Black Snake. Okay, and we've had two draconic bowls recently. And both those draconic bowls coincided with times of the most severe lockdowns uh, because of the pandemic. Now... That's just a fact. The The astrology coincided with lockdowns and we're going to enter quite a severe draconic bowl, which means all the planets will be trapped on one side of the nodes uh, from the middle of December till very early February. So quite a short one. The last winter was long. This one's quite short. But just to show you what a tumultuous time we were entering and how this new moon and really the period from the day I'm recording is really setting the scene for the next few turbulent months. 
Now, a couple of other things I want to say about um, these energies. People are people are suffering, I'm going to say. Before I recorded this, I spent some time, somebody on my Facebook page said she was going to commit suicide. And I managed to get her chatting a little bit in the message box. I don't know her. Her profile's very shut down. Um, I couldn't send somebody for a wellness check if I wanted to. But we got talking and I was just like, if you need somebody to talk to, I'm here. It was interesting because this woman is really, um, she's on the opposite side politically to me, shall we say, if there are sides. But I had to set that aside to listen to her because she was in pain. She was like, you know, this, they are doing this and they are doing that and the mysterious they. And I was like, well, this is what it's like to set what I think should be done aside to listen to somebody who thinks differently. Not asking for a halo <laughs> because, you know, I just felt I could not ignore it. And this is perhaps what we got to do. Whilst looking after ourselves and ours, we have to start putting aside um, this division, this um, separatist feeling that we've got, this uh, feeling of separation. Now, if you, that doesn't mean that if you're vaccinated and if you're uncomfortable around vaccinated people right, currently or in large groups, that doesn't mean you have to go and hug everybody. This is just about opening minds and listening to the different perspectives and opening your mind to the fact that maybe they are struggling too, you know, and then opening your mind to the fact that people's mental health is failing because of all this time we're in. Again, that doesn't mean not looking after yourself first. I'm a great believer in self-care and filling your cup before you go and help others. But just to look at the, I mentioned the the finger of fate or God, the Yod, from Neptune in Pisces with um, Black Moon Lilith in Taurus to Mercury retrograde, the mind. That could literally mean people kind of losing their minds for want of a better um, um, word for it. And, and I think we're going to see a lot of people at least feeling like they would rather not be on this planet anymore, expressing that they don't want to be on this planet anymore. There's going to be a lot of people suffering. And so I think we, this Libra new moon is giving us the chance to disrupt what we've been doing and find a way to start listening to each other in somehow I don't know how it is I only gave my small example as an example okay now again that doesn't mean you have to you know be around it all the time <laughs> or let it really into drain your own energy the whichever side you're on it just means that you have to give some time to listen as well and some time to um, 
open your mind a little to different perspectives from whichever side you come from okay because we are so polarized right now uh, in in january as well the the nodes will shift back into taurus and scorpio and we're going to get a big focus then on climate change, I think. And I think that's going to be the priority of the um, the times we live in. If it isn't already, it should be. <laughs> and we're realising, we're, we're going to have to realise that we are all in this together. Okay. And that maybe we cannot go back to our materialistic, um, you know, we have I have the right to multiple toys me my way my freedom and I can do what I want and I can pollute this and pollute that and I can drive bigger cars I want and have a big house and not worry about anything we're gonna have to start listening listening to the earth listening to each other listening to a different paradigm again this is just about us as humans this is not about parties this is not about countries this is not about politics not what i'm saying this is what the astrology is telling me about coming together and this focal point in libra is about saying come to this point of balance come to this part of point of rest you're being given an opportunity here to make radical changes there's that word for uranus the most exact aspect to this new moon that's coming up so i'm going to read the symbols so we first have the sabian symbol for 14 libra so it's we always go up to the next number on the symbols so this says in the heat of the noon hour a person takes a siesta the need for recuperation within the social pattern of everyday activity. At the emotional cultural level, per humans are today, at the emotional cultural level, humans, humans today are not able to sustain constant activity. Well, that was kind of to what I was talking about, about the more, more, got to do this, got to be traveling all the time, got to be driving my big car, got to be burning it up, doing this, doing that. Anyway, there must be rest periods, siestas or coffee breaks, during which the individual withdraws within his own sphere of self selfhood, not only for physical relaxation, but for allowing the strange but evidently necessary play of dream fantasies. Social structuring cannot be maintained healthfully without breaks in whatever climate man may live. Besides, the body needs quiet and relaxation from nervous tension after what is often the main meal of the day. So this emphasises the need for relaxation and the need to allow the functions of the body and psyche to digest free from external pressures, the complex experiences of social living and particularly of business. Now think of that on a grander scale. Think of that for yourself too. Um, self, this to me, my mind is talking about self-care. Self-care rejuvenates. 
you know, and and Libra, Venus ruled Libra and Venus ruled Taurus are very much about self-care. Putting the self first, then caring for others, um, bringing your own state into balance and harmony. But think about that in a greater global scale. We are not restful. We are always striving for growth and for expansion and for more, for this. Rest, relax, come in, take a siesta, recuperate. Anyway, you get the idea. Then the Chandra symbol, a chariot pulled by four elephants embarking upon a highly unusual journey in which getting there is a very remote prospect. But along the way, upon the eternal road, you come upon absolutely everything that can trigger inner changes. You are granted the perfect view of the entire passing scene. And as you take it all in, the alchemy of deep process inside the soul optimizes the value and meaning of what you meet. Slowly, just underneath, you become aware, in sync and steady on. And soon all is perfect. You know where you are and you recognize what is asked of those with eyes to see. I love that. That's, to my mind, is quite restful too. A picture a chariot pulled by four elephants is moving very slowly. Move more gently and slowly through life. Elephants are quite graceful, actually. You know, everybody goes all about the elephant in the room or clumsy, but really they're slow and gentle and move through life with this sway. And then... Um, and, you know, they could take it all in. Elephants are very family oriented as well. They're very we oriented. They come together and a chariot is pulled by four elephants, which at four is a symbol of stability. We're being asked to become more stable, more balanced, more aware of um, self-care rather than being action and doing Mars itself, our will and drive, is in Libra, which is less action-oriented. So Mars is being asked to slow down and smell the coffee as well and to relax and recuperate. And we're being invited on this new moon with this aspect, I think, particularly to Uranus, to make these radical changes and also to series, to think differently about acceptance of the of our humanness and our, and life and the life cycles and then with the opposition to Chiron that's asking us to be a part of the healing that we need to go forward in these very challenging times and then we have this earth trine at critical degree with Venus making a kite Venus in Scorpio it's saying we have to get clear on our deepest values and make changes now, radical changes to our story, radical changes about how we are moving forward. The time is critical. It's the time is now, really, you know, I don't want to kind of scare you, but I think you probably know this already. 
and the universe is giving us these opportunities to die to the old and to be reborn and move into a new aeon with grace. Well, that's the new moon. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, again, please, you know, you can find me, louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. Cosmic Owl Astrology on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, Facebook page, Cosmic Owl Astrology, please give me a follow. Um, on Instagram, Cosmic, uh, Cosmic Owl Astrology. I post daily updates um, on my social media. I don't post as often on YouTube. When my third book's written, maybe I'll do some more YouTube videos. But also, please put your in your calendar to look out for my Venus Retrograde Heroines Journey course. Venus is probably the most important planet of our time, or any time, pretty much, for where we're going. Venus is the higher incarnation of Earth. She's here in this lunation in a really important position. She's heading towards a crucial retrograde um, from the middle of December while we're in that kind of lockdown energy. She's going to be retracing some steps in Capricorn um, and doing a dance with Mars and Pluto um, over the end of the year and into the new year. And it is going to be a journey you do not want to miss. Okay, I have to tell you, if you want to be a part of the change moving forward, join me on that. And for, for now, uh, happy equinox today, if you're listening right away. If not, you'll be well into the change by the time you listen to this. And hold on to your hats. We're in for a bit of a bumpy ride, but the opportunities there are there to be taken if we choose. So I'll see you next time. <laughs>